Welcome, everyone. I'm Aubrey Byer. And I'm Shaylin Smith. And this is The The Resolute. Resolute. Have you ever been to Alaska before? No, but I want to so badly. It's gorgeous. I've only been one time. And I went to Juneau. So it's on the part that's still attached to Canada. And it's just magical. They call it the last frontier Mm -hmm. because it really is. There's so many areas that are just... Did you fly in or did you take a boat? I I flew in. That's so fun. Yeah. We were going to try to do that for our honeymoon. They have like the cruise. Yes. But it was the height of the pandemic and you had to take like two weeks before you could go. Oh. And then like two weeks after and all that. So we were not able to do that at that point in time. That's such a bummer. We we were also supposed to take a cruise, but it was going to be in May of 2020. Ah. And it was for my grandma's 80th. And so it was all set, ready to go. We got our passports. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and everything was canceled. But um, I still really want to do an Alaskan cruise because it's just so beautiful. The water, I mean, British Columbia, too, obviously, is so beautiful. And you have like these mountains just jetting straight down into the water. And... Um, I saw like the Menonhall Glacier when I was up there. <laughs> this woman, um, so the people that took us by boat to go see the glacier, uh, they have a company that they do like tours, boat tours. And they said that they had a woman on one of their boats once that when they got over to the glacier, she was so disappointed and she said, they didn't clean it first what what do you mean she was like mad at the state or who i don't know who she was mad at because they the glacier wasn't cleaned (laughs) like what are you talking about (laughs) she doesn't know what a glacier is i don't apparently not i don't know it's just like a clean crisp ice cube or something (laughs) what was she wanting she probably didn't realize like going into the forest and being like um why is there stuff on the ground? Going out to Quinault. Um, it's really muddy here. Who did that? <laughs> That's hilarious. She's probably the person that like goes swimming and is like, why am I wet? <laughs> like, what? Oh my god. Clean the glacier. Oh my gosh. That's so absurd. One of the things I loved about Alaska, which let me just say, is so random that Alaska is not just still part of Canada. Mm. I'm very confused by that. We made a good deal, I guess. We I did. Know. It's just... Got lots of bears up in Alaska. So strange. <laughs> what a great deal we struck. I don't know. I yeah, don't it know. is kind of weird, isn't it, it? It is. It's just like... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's my piece on that. It's weird. Because it should very much be Canadian. Yeah. It's huge, know. too, right? Like It's massive. It's like way bigger than multiple states in our own in the well wait is it the biggest state yeah yeah, yeah it's like land, yeah, land yeah. wise it's bigger than texas yeah it's huge um but i can't remember like how much bigger but it's, yeah. yeah it's huge but it's also like the least populated right i don't know it's an interesting place for it sure. is well because so much of it is uninhabitable right you know there's areas that are just i mean the conditions are so harsh and mm so wild yeah that it's just really difficult um 
one of the things I loved though when I was there is just the sheer quantity of eagles. Real, yeah. Bald eagles. Yeah. And right outside of my friend's place, up in the trees, there was this like eagle couple. Wow. And they would squabble. And it sound they sound like turkeys. That's so funny. And I would he- I was hearing this sound. It's really funny. I was hearing this sound and I'm like, what is that? I keep hearing it. And she's like, oh, it's the eagles. And I was like, Casually? that's what they sound like. <laughs> that's so funny. Because you imagine this like yeah. majestic sound. Ah! Yeah. 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 But they're and, over there like, come, come. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they don't have an attractive sound. And in the movies, they use like a different you know, bird I did sound. not realize that. That is hilarious. Yeah. I think they use like a, a hawk. Yeah. That's the sound a hawk makes. That is so funny. Oh my God. It's like, but we're all conditioned to think that yeah. eagles make that like, yeah, you know, that like that screech. traditional. Yeah. Well, did, were they just like the bald, bald eagle, not golden eagle? Yeah. The yeah. ones that I saw were all bald eagles. Yeah. We stopped at a grocery store and a mistake that a lot of people make there if they're not from the area, they'll do these like fishing expeditions and then they'll have like a big cooler in the back of their truck. Oh no. And there was this truck that had about close to 10 eagles. <laughs> and imagine those talons too. I, say, I mean, I'm disturbing. sure it was like scratched up, yeah. but they had ripped the top off of the cooler Whoa. and they were just eating the fish. I never would have thought about that. That <laughs> is so funny. coming out and there's just 10 eagles eating the fish that you probably spent a ton of money to go on the chartering. Well, yeah, and you'd probably have to just like wait until they go away because oh, they're pretty big. They're huge. So you're just like, all right, guess I can't go home yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, like the damage to the car too because they're all like standing on the um, bed of the truck, you know? Yeah. Their talons like, digging in. Like, yeah. I, they yeah. are massive birds. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was just dumbfounded because it was so funny. such a strange sight. How weird. And my friend was just like, oh yeah, they do that. And I'm like, what? It's just like so commonplace. That's so I know. Funny. I love that. We took, um, one of the things that we did while I was there is we took a uh, gondola hmm. up the side of this mountain and at the top they had a eagle like a rescue wow place and so we got to go there and tour that and um they were talking about how there's certain flight feathers that if damaged um can stop an eagle from like eagles will sometimes die if yeah. those flight feathers are damaged too much wow because they're directional like their tail feathers are very directional. And so if they're missing too many or um, if they get into a squabble with another eagle wow. and some of the, too many of their flight feathers are damaged, they won't be able to fly Interesting. and have direction. That. Yeah. So what they'll do is they'll take feathers that have fallen out from another bird or something like that. And they'll cut the flight feather off like where it's damaged. And you know how like the shaft of feathers are hollow? Yeah. They will just super glue the new feather in huh. and turn it to the perfect angle that it's supposed to be at. That is really interesting. I know. Isn't that cool? That's gotta be too. Is the bird sedated? Like how does, how would, can you imagine Probably. like, wiggling <laughs> <laughs> around like, gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be sedated. Yeah. I don't know how else. That's crazy. Cause they're huge yeah. too. They're just. Well, and yeah. And having to get like that precise, that's, that's yeah. really fascinating. I know. It's really cool. So I bring Alaska up 
because this is the story of a woman named Ada Blackjack and nice. um, her story of survival. And it's pretty I, wild. Have you heard of her before? I think so. Okay. Is this, um, she's an Inuit mm-hmm. and led like part of an expedition, right? Yeah. 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 That's so cool. I had never heard of her yeah. before discovering her story. Um. So yeah, Ada Blackjack Johnson was born in Spruce Creek, and that was a settlement in Alaska, kind of in like the northeastern side, or sorry, northwestern side, towards the coast, on May 10th, 1898. And um, when she was pretty young, her dad died from food poisoning. Isn't that terrible? That is terrible. Gosh. Food poisoning, I've only had it one time, and it was when I was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a terrible time. It was, it was awful, and it was debilitating, and I was in so much pain. I, I was scary. I, my, I called my mother-in-law, and she came out to take care of the other two kids, Yeah. and I was just in so much pain. It was gosh. very, not something I ever want to go through again. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had food poisoning, thank God. Oh, good. It sounds like a nightmare, though. It, I, I can't imagine. I, I know, and then imagine. dying from it. Oh, yeah. it's awful. So um, after that, her mother sent her to a Methodist mission school in Nome, Alaska. And so Nome, Alaska is, again, in like the upper, the northern west side. I guess I could call it northwest. <laughs> northwest <laughs> side. What's the word for that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, in Alaska. And through going to the school, the missionaries taught her to read and write in English. Because as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, she was an Inuit woman. And um, before attending the school, she would just speak in their native tongue. And also there, she was taught how to sew. So she ended up becoming like a remarkable seamstress. Okay. And she could sew many number of things um she would do a lot of work with furs and leather and things like that which is a lot more difficult to sew and to um have you know stitching that holds it together well enough yeah obviously fabrics are a lot easier to fuse together with sewing but um so it was definitely a huge skill to have and in that area during that time period yeah it's so remote. Yeah. And it's so, so you have to kind of rely on the tools around you for mm-hmm. your basic necessities. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting, you can't Amazon in, yeah. you know. <laughs> you <can't> drone it <laughs> in. <laughs> oh. When she was uh, 16 years old, she married a man. This is his real name. Jack Blackjack. <laughs> you just gotta wonder what kind of. I don't know. That's like so comical, isn't it? I Jack know. Blackjack. Jack Blackjack. Jack Blackjack. Was it a real name in that he made it up when he got there? Or no, that was his actual name. <laughs> it was his God-given name. <laughs> well, I guess it'd be like parent-given, whatever, how you word that. But, you know. I know. That's so funny. I know. It is funny. Um, so he was a hunter and a dog sled driver. After getting married... Jack Blackjack and Ada. I love the name Ada. 
I just think that's so pretty. Um, but they moved to Seward, to the Seward Peninsula. There's also a town called Seward, and that's in the southern part of Alaska. But the Seward Peninsula is, again, in the northwestern side. So she grew up very much in the more rural, uninhabited yeah. sort of area. You know, a lot more of the quote-unquote colonized, if you will, areas of Alaska were in the southern part of the time because it's you know the condition weather conditions and that sort of thing are easier so they ended up they would go on to have three children together unfortunately only their one of their sons uh, his name was bennett he's the only baby that lived through infancy gosh that's so sad it's so it's terrible jack well i call him the jackass because he ends up being very abusive and just a really terrible person he ends up deserting his wife and baby bennett and just leaving yeah and so after that um ada before he she was worried that he was going to return at some point and so she was able to get a legal divorce from him before he returned and after that she walked 40 miles with her baby to nome alaska which is where you know her mother was still living there and she stayed with her mom walked 40 miles that's a lot as we learned from the donner party (laughs) that's a long way to walk yeah dang and with a with a baby with a baby gosh i mean he might have been you know a little bit older at this point but oof dang i know so um that says a lot about her character already just you know she's hardy and yeah focused and is going to do what she needs to do to protect herself and her baby so while there she became like a house cleaner she would go around to different people's homes clean their house do sewing projects for them any repairs that they would need and uh you know she was becoming really well known for how good she was at sewing um and that just comes into play a little bit later so why i keep saying it but um her poor son ends up getting diagnosed with tuberculosis and it's her one and only child yeah and so uh, the treatment for tuberculosis at this time was really really expensive and even with the different various ways that she was earning an income she didn't have the ability to just pay for the treatment and so she took him to, it's called Jesse Lee Home for Children. Mm. And it was, um, you know, children that were destitute or left behind by parents and that sort of thing could go there. And so she drops him off there because they have the ability to treat his tuberculosis Gosh. better than she was able to on her own. That's terrible. I know. And so her whole goal in drop i mean that takes such a sacrifice too to yeah put your child into the care of the of somebody that you don't know right in hoping that it's gonna better their life you know yeah like literally save their life yeah Yeah. that's so hard i'm reading um lame as a rob right now by victor hugo i've been reading that one for a couple years now it's so good (laughs) it's so good and it just makes me think of you know you you're hoping that the conditions right. that this child is left right. in you're are trusting. quality yeah. Yeah. yeah but um in the story lame is the rob 
a, mo- a mother has to leave her child in the care of others mm-hmm. and is sending them money every month hoping that the child's being well taken care of. Yeah. And in that story, they're not. So yeah. I just, the fears, ugh. Yeah. It, she just must have been so stressed all the time, you know, not knowing yeah. really what's happening to her child. So her goal was, okay, I'm going to, he can get treated here. I'm going to work. I'm going to save up as much money as I can so that I can provide for him. Yeah. But she just needed an opportunity to be able to do that first. Yeah. And people, you know, in a lot of these cases, they would send, they would be working and sending money. Yeah. And the money, of course, was yeah. never used, never which used that still does happen today yeah. in some cases, yeah. you know. Yeah probably so sad it's really sad because the whole point is that it would benefit the children yeah. and better their lives and like and back then too because like it was so hard for women to make it on their own right but like what could you do in her situation the man just walked right out right what could she do you yeah know? like it's just oh that's so crappy that's i terrible. know it's Awful. really terrible and now she, you know i'm a Bena is her her whole goal yeah. in life is taking care of this person now yeah. and yeah it's just oh my heart goes out to her um so during this time she kind of befriends the chief of police from the area his name was er jordan and he you know hears of her situation that her son has this disease that he's at this place hopefully being treated for it and that she's just trying to get enough money to get him back and to provide a good life for him. And so he tells her about this Arctic expedition that he had heard of um, that was going to Wrangell Island. Wrangell Island was west of Alaska, and you had to cross the Chukchi Sea to get to it. And the expedition, she didn't know a lot about the expedition going in, and... uh, E.R. Jordan, he didn't know very much about it either. He just knew that she was such a great seamstress, that she was good at cooking, cleaning, and, you know, she would be a benefit to have on the trip for the um, expedition and that she could earn a pretty decent amount of money by going on this expedition. Once she finds out about it, she goes and um, meets with... uh, I'm going to butcher this name a little bit, but his name is Viljolmur Stephenson, and he is putting the expedition together. So he had actually done this trek once before, and that didn't go great, but he's trying to put one together again. Okay. He's not going to be on the trip, but he's funding it and organizing it. And, um, you know, Ada speaks really good English. She can read, she can write. And so with her skills, she would be a great fit to have with them. And they're think- he's thinking if there's any other native people on the island, she might be able to communicate with them. Right. What is his goal with this expedition? So unfortunately for her, that wasn't made super clear mm. at the time. She also didn't know exactly the length of time that she was supposed to be gone for that's stressful it, it's very stressful and it sounds like there was a lot of misleading going on okay. and she was told that there was going to be many other um, Inuit people okay. going on this expedition and it ends up only being her oh yeah yeah and um 
yeah, so his goal, well, I'll get into his goal in, in just a few more minutes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, I don't know if, it, if they were just intentionally being sketchy or maybe the planning hadn't been completed, but at the same time, this is a big, you know, it's a huge thing to try right. to do this. So yeah. I don't, I feel like they were intentionally not saying everything to her just because to, get her to come along or right something. because she clearly would benefit the expedition right in many ways right. and then they're paying one person instead of several people to do all the things that she's able to do classic <sighs> classic so let's talk a little bit about wrangle island all right this is where i'm going to show you this special picture okay <laughs> So um, we'll post this too. This picture was taken in June 2001. Do you see the Sea of White? Yes. Do you see that tiny little island? <laughs> yes. That's Wrangell Island. Oh. And that is the ocean frozen over in June. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. And that was very common for this area. That So this picture is just stunning to me because... You think, oh, okay, they're going to go across the ocean yeah, or the sea sorry, yeah. and go to this island, explore it or whatever. That's what they're going through to get there. And um, <laughs> it is it is a sea of ice. And sometimes it would, you know, thaw out more than other times, but not always. And it's just the conditions on this island are harsh. Mm. It's the 91st largest island in the world. Okay. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound like a lot, right. but you know, it's a pretty decent size. It's 2,900 square miles. And um, it was also the last known place that woolly mammoths lived. What? So, that like, is the, so cool. the youngest <laughs> mammoth bones yeah. were found on this island. Isn't that, that wild? That is really interesting. I know. How cool. Okay. That seems like a small island, too, for such a large animal, mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, the conditions I mean, must guess, have been different back then. Well, yeah, they maybe it wasn't quite an island at that point. Yeah. But know? they said that they found, they, they estimate that the bones of the mammoth were from 2000 BC. Wow. So when you think about that, that's like... That's, yeah, like, I always think about seem how the Egyptians and, Yeah, you know. exactly. Isn't it weird to think that they were, like, around the same time as, like, yeah. the Egyptians? Yeah, because, like, they... What was it? The the pyramids. Some of the pyramids are older than that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so weird to think about. Hmm. It's cool. I it like really I cool. like that crossover. Yeah. Um. So it was named after a man named Baron von Wrangel, and he lived on the mainland. But he he and he studied like he was doing scientific research and that sort of thing. And he saw birds flying north, okay. so he knew there must be something beyond yeah the coastline, and so he. <laughs> He questioned this just makes me laugh because he questioned locals about it they didn't know anything about it if there was anything and um so then he searched for it and never found it interesting <laughs> but then it was named after him so it's just, that's, that's like that's hilarious kind of yeah and not the guy, guy who actually found it yeah it was like named in this man's honor maybe he's put a lot of effort yeah. into trying to find it but i'm like oh man unrequited expedition <laughs> oh that's the name of the episode right there <laughs> so um one of the things about 
uh, Wrangell Island is it's a breeding ground for polar bears. Oh. And it has the highest density of polar bear dens in the entire world. Isn't that incredible? On this one little island? Mm-hmm. That is something. I know. All right. That's it's, terrifying. Uh, yeah. It's very terrifying. Because if I know anything <laughs> about polar bears, it just means death if you encounter them, right? They are so scary. They're the biggest bear, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 By far, I yeah. think. Like, yeah, I think, we, I think episode grizzlies. one, you had, you had mentioned that, yeah. I think. Yeah. I know. Oh, Ugh. no. And this is where they're going? And this is where On they're purpose? going. Do they, are they aware purpose. of the... No, because that hasn't been discovered yet. Ah. <laughs> this is information we have now. <laughs> this is information we have now. Yeah. Um, so it also... <laughs> the, this is a quote from an online source I found. It is known to have a severe polar climate. <laughs> that is that is, a pun? That is an... <laughs> That was unintentional, but that is funny. But that that is an understatement. The climate on this island just, to me, looks absolutely terrible. It's in the summers when it's the warmest, it usually keeps, barely keeps temperatures above 32 degrees. There, but they, there's this um, period that only lasts a few weeks for the whole year that they call the frost-free period. So that tells you... <laughs> something whereas we're like our first frost is coming it's gonna end at this point in time and they're like <laughs> there will be no frost on this day <laughs> i know like that which is why people aren't really inhabiting this island right you know yeah nobody wants to be there no it just sounds and the fact that it's a breeding ground for polar bears yeah. tells you it's probably not a place you and wanna, before you that be. the woolly mammoth so yeah i guess i don't know what their effect on humans was but i can't imagine you're wanting to hang out with the woolly mammoths very much probably not but they're known for like living in the ice age where it's right. freezing yeah. so that um, makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they live there the longest so i have to imagine this is a cold <laughs> place that's so funny oh so for this expedition five settlers head out so they're they're supposed to be dropped off on this island which is what happens. They get dropped off on the island on September 15th, 1921. And I always like thinking of, I always like imagining situations like this where you have these people doing these insane things. Yeah. And then I imagine like the Downton Abbey dining room. Yeah. When you have this juxtaposition of these people just, you know, living in the lap of luxury. And it's just seems like two such different times, the age of exploration. Right. But it's, just incredible. Yeah. So um, they get dropped off. And at first, so in researching the story, so much of it takes place like during the winter mm. too. And I'm like, gosh, like that just seems so harsh. And I'm like, it's just as cold in the summer practically. So I guess it doesn't really matter when you go there. Yeah. You know, the picture I showed you, that's from June. Right. So there's not really like a, you know, there's no I, good I don't time imagine to... it fluctuating yeah. too much. Um, so they were going to be dropped off and this is when you know she's starting to understand this is a very long-term expedition this isn't a trip over there to discover something and come back the plan was that they would start a settlement there (laughs) yeah what wasn't really shared with her how do you okay And, and how are only five people supposed to do that 
I'm that's the part what that I'm you, confused because yeah, you'd think if you were going to start a settlement, you're wanting to do at least build some structures, right? You think just and you're going to do that with five people? That doesn't sound very smart. No, and um, so and you know, remember too, this is well before Alaska became a state in the right. United States. That didn't happen until 1959. Right. So right now, they're um, Alaska. You know, was part of Canada and. Their point, their part of the expedition was to try to get there and and have people settle there, so that they could claim the island for Canada. <laughs> so that was the main purpose of the expedition. Are you kidding? And um, she, as I said before, she thought many other Inuit people were going to be going on this. Turns out she's the only one and the only woman. Which is scary to me. Like, that's scary during that time. Anytime. But especially, like, during that time, you know? That's so weird. I know. So, so the people that went on this expedition, their names are uh, Lorne Knight, Milton Gale, Alan Crawford, and Fred Maurer. A cat named Victoria, which I think Why is... Why would you bring a cat with you? The, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is, like, maybe... I just think it's adorable. And there's a picture of the expedition crew... With the cat. It's so cute. And, um, and of course, Ada. Yeah. Blackjack. And, um, I, the only, I was thinking about that too. Like, why would you bring a cat unless you were wanting to use it to hopefully keep like rats out of your encampment? Oh, yeah. I guess Maybe. that's a good, you know. But are there that many rats in that cold of a place? I and probably imagine. not. No. I don't know. Maybe probably just. Not. It's just, just funny How that weird. they brought this cat, cat and that it stayed around. You know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Truly, poor cat. I didn't even think about that. It's got to be frigid. <laughs> well, I mean, it is an Alaskan cat, so. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Maybe it was the, like the Norwegian forest cat. You ever see those? Oh, they're so cute. And they're huge. They are huge. Well, are they the ones with like the big face? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. My middle child wants one of those. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I don't know. know if it's legal or not. They might be like a wild animal. I'm not sure. But uh, they're cool looking. They, they look are. like a house cat, just like giant. Yeah, just big. And they kind of have manes, right? Are those ones with like the manes? Or am I thinking of something else? No, it just looks like a like a Maine Coon kind of a cat. Okay, like yeah. A traditional house cat. Yeah. yeah. They're so cute. They're pretty. Um, so there's five people going on this expedition. Um, Fred Moore, who's on the expedition, he had survived a shipwreck. Um, it, the ship was called the Car Luke. Now... <laughs> The Car Luke had set out um, in January of 1914 to try to go to the... Um, to Wrangell? Wrangell Island, thank you. And this expedition was also put on by Stephenson. And Stephenson was on this expedition as well. Okay. The Car Luke ship was crushed in the ice, as you can imagine from the picture that we'll post. And... Um, Many people died. This was a large expedition. There was many, many people going. So during this time, two sets of four people, so eight people in two separate trucks, tried to make it to the island on foot. Oh, my god! Crossing over the, over the, the ice. ice. And they all perished. Oh. Isn't that's that freaky? It's scary. Why would Fred want to go back? That's, that's exactly what I wanted to know. We're he just went not back here. You know, I, we, we don't must not be. We don't have that in our blood. No, I don't like it though. 
I'd have been like, I survived. Ooh, Great. Like, I'm going to Florida. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite. And I'm going to feed my serval cat yeah. live mice. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 14 people ended up surviving and were rescued Mauer being among them. Wow. But they, the, I mean, so he's already been on this trek. It, and I have in all caps, why would you go back? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what? That's it's crazy. Cra- it is crazy. So, um, so the other purpose for this expedition, not only to like settle it with five people and claim it for Canada was for geological and scientific discoveries. And, you know, they didn't know at the time, but clearly there was a lot. There is a a lot to discover on the island. So they survived a whole year there. They had plenty of rations to last them pretty much for the year. But then with the idea that they would be able to then hunt game for themselves (laughs) and be able to provide for themselves. Because the point of settling a place is like you can can survive survive. there. Right. So Wait, so they had rations for a year and then they were going to... So they wanted to stay so, there longer than a year? I don't... I, that part is unknown that from my research. So I know. Funny. So I don't even know if... This poor woman. I know. She's like, um, I have a child? What? Nobody. She better have me. gotten bank for this. She got $3. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it now. <laughs> uh, so um, with the rations running out, they had really struggled to kill enough game to even survive and so they're reaching this point where um they're really really struggling and help you know like i don't know what the time frame was for when someone was supposed to go return and check on them or anything like that so they they're struggling and are trying to start to they're starting to make some crucial decisions about how are we going to survive this place? And when, you know, I explained like the conditions, I mean, they have a frost free period of two weeks of the year. So you mean they're not doing any planting? And it's like 32 <laughs> degrees, barely above it. You know, it's wow. unbelievable. And so, um, Lauren Knight, one of the men on the expedition, he ends up getting scurvy and which, I'm surprised he's the only one, honestly, you know, with how little they were able to provide for themselves. And then in January of night, it's now 1923, Milton, Allen, and Fred Moorer, Fred had survived the shipwreck. um, They tried to cross the 90 miles of frozen Chukchi Sea to get to Siberia for help and food. Oh my gosh. They were never seen again. <gasps> oh my gosh. They tried to trek 90 miles on foot With over a no frozen supplies. sea. Ugh. But that's how desperate. Yeah. And um, the reason that Ada didn't go with him with them is because she had stayed back to help care for Lauren Knight, who had scurvy. And unfortunately, he ended up passing away seven months after the other three men were never seen again. Whoa. Is she the only one that made it out? She's the only one that makes it out. Dang. I know. And hopefully the cat. I don't yeah. know for, for sure, but probably the cat. Um, so she had cared for him the whole time with nothing but Victoria the cat for company. Wow. Af- after 
Knight passed away. Wow. So two months after Knight's death, Ada was rescued on August 19th, 1923, which... Wow, that's I, a long time. It's such a long time. And in my mind, too, how? Yeah. How do you even find a single person on that massive island? I That part is mind-boggling to yeah. me, that they were... That a rescue party was even able to find her. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, did they, like, set up? Like, I guess, like, they, they were the only ones who went there to begin with, though. So, right. So, like, how would, yeah, how would they right. know where they were at? That's so. I know. It's it's wild. So, um, Ada used the money that she had saved from the expedition to take her son to Seattle, Washington, mm. which I was like, that is kind of, that's cool. That yeah. it reaches, reaches over into our air territory yeah. um, because there was a treatment facility there that their expertise was tuberculosis. Okay. And so um, I don't, I didn't find out like how long her son lived for or anything like that, but I just love that that was her whole goal all along and she still was like i'm taking care of him yeah she did end up remarrying and she had another son named billy and then um at some point the family returned to the arctic where she lived out the rest of the rest of her life and she lived a long life too she died in her 80s um she was known to be a really quiet person and she did not like all the media attention that she was getting from her rescue right and um, she felt exploited by Stephenson and because like books were written about her and they would like use her, which I don't know how much of a promotion story that is. Right. But yeah, they would like use her story to like promote their expeditions. And I'm like, you're you you just sent everyone to perish except her. I don't know if that's like. Hey, you want to join my right. next expedition? Yeah. Like, what? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I know. This guy was just trying to, like, make money where he could, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... How disturbing. She she never ended up receiving any royalties for any books written about her or articles or anything like that, which is messed up bogus. That can do that, you I know. know. Especially, it's... too, it makes you question the books that are written that you can find because it's like if she's not even participating right what's it's the point of this only story? their perspective right. which here's come what on. i think happened yeah it's like i guess that's exactly what we're doing right now but <laughs> true but, true um we're also not making any kind of presumptions about you know yeah yeah we're all, we're not making money either so there's that <laughs> <laughs> touche <laughs> no. but yeah so i just love that you know she I mean, it's sad that she was the only survivor, but also just her perseverance, clearly. You know, I can only, there's, because she didn't write any retelling of her story, there's not a ton known about, like, what she had to endure on the island. Right. But it sounds awful. Yeah. And I can only imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she made it out. And she survived. Yeah. And then took care of her son just as she had planned to. Just longer, I'm sure, than she yeah. thought, you know. Yeah. How awful. So now the island is um, a wildlife sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And there are, I think, at any given time, up to four rangers that occupy the island. Wow. Yeah. Which, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it is um, owned. Is that the right word? 
by Russia. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the right word? Incorporated into incorporated. Russia? But it's it's well protected and they've reintroduced um game like deer mm-hmm. and um what was the other one? I think uh, maybe a type of buffalo. Okay. To you know, help one just the population on the island. And with it being a breeding ground for, you know, the largest breeding ground for polar bears in the world. Right. It helps, you know, provide with that. And the, it um, recently, wolves were seen there. Mm. And they weren't brought over there. But it was the first time that they've seen wolves there in, like, ever. And oh, so I don't know if they were just, like... They made it across the ice or something. Oh, Maybe. Yeah. That must be, that has to be why. Yeah. Because they had never seen him there. And they've been, like, occupying this island for quite some time. Right. Watching, you know. Right. And, and it's now really well known as a research area for scientists. And, you know, as we saw, like, with the discovery of the mammoths and whatnot, there was a lot to learn there. So oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. I have a friend that went... Um, Shout out to her. I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not, but um, she like went to Antarctica. Oh wow! That's She's been so all over the cool. world, but um, we were elementary school friends, and now we're Facebook friends. But yeah. just seeing like her pictures and stuff, it fascinates me. But it's I just don't think I have it in me. I'm not. Really? I'm not that adventurous. You know. I think that'd be so cool to, to, go, to, to go to Antarctica. He wanted to do like work at one of the research stations there. Oh, Which he cool. could probably do yeah. now. Who knows? But I don't know. Like, the idea of it seems like an interesting idea. Yeah. But, like, I wish he could just go for, like, a day and then go back. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to go there for a very long for time. For very long. Yeah. So, for, um, that is the story of Ada Blackjack. I just wanted to, like, wrap that up. Yeah. Okay, so back to Antarctica <laughs> real quick, though. For Halloween, I was the Riddler. <laughs> and I just took like a suit jacket and painted question marks all over it. Oh, so and then funny. I had a pocket full of riddles for all my gymnastics kids. And one of the one of the riddles was um, if an elephant from Africa is called Lulu and an elephant from Asia is called Lala, what is an elephant from Antarctica called or in Antarctica called? What? Lost. <laughs> But so I told this joke and this this kid that was probably 12 said, what's Antarctica? And I was like, what? That's what? not good. <laughs> Let me guess. So, they go to this school over here? They do. <laughs> but I was like, there's only seven continents. I mean, it can't be like, what? What are you what learning? Happened? 12 years old. That's so bad. What's a continent? No, I'm just kidding. anyway that was funny thank you guys so much for listening (laughs) um we have a patreon page patreon is a super cool website where you can support different um adventure things like what we're doing right here right now which is bringing you guys really fascinating stories and we have three different tiers on there we have the michelangelo and we have the honey badger tier Mm -hmm. and we have the zamperini and each one of those tiers if you choose to support us gives you guys a benefit too and um 
we would love to keep bringing you what we're bringing you and expand it even more. So um, check it out. We'd love for you to check it out. But of course, as always, just sharing with your friends and continuing to listen means the world to us. We love bringing it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thanks for listening, y'all. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.